We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. Well, Lori, I had a really interesting, incredible experience this past week, and I'd love to share it on the podcast because we do believe in imparting words of encouragement, but also we really believe in the prophetic. And the prophetic is a word that comes in our lives, whether it's through a vision, whether it's through a scripture, whatever God brings into your life to bring encouragement, but also exhortation and correction and an awareness to the church to help, so to support. No, I love that. I love that. You know, actually, I, I hadn't told you this, but I was praying for our podcast like over this last couple of weeks, just thinking about like, what does God want to do? And, you know, we've been going for three years. We've been, this is our third season of the podcast. And, you know, as I reflected on sort of what God is developing and doing even in us, but also what is the, like, what, what does God want to do with it? I really sensed that whether it is in this past present season and then in the season to come, like God really wants to use the podcast as a way for us to share what we sense God is doing, what he's just doing in this day and in this time, what what he's doing in our lives, what he's doing in our churches, what he's doing in our country, what he's doing in our city, what we're sensing from him. And you can see this happening more and more and more. But I really do believe that even as we continue to do the podcast, it's going to take a bit of a focus on like what we sense God is saying in this season. And I, I'm really excited about that because I'm like, okay, Lord, show us what it is that you want us to share because it's for a much greater purpose than just you and I. Like, sure, God wants to bring revelation to us, to our lives, because he's a very personal God and he wants to relate to us in that way. But it isn't just for us. It is for the church, the capital C church at large. And so I'm just excited for what God has in the future and excited to hear what what happened this weekend. I know. I love that because it really is an exciting time. And you can you know, it's an exciting and an urgent time because there is so much taking away from our unity, from our attention, from our peace, from how we've known life to be. And we can focus on those things and be discouraged and anxious and depressed and feel hopeless or fearful. And actually, God is saying, I have a better way. I have the final word and I have a better word, but I have a better way if you keep your eyes on me. So even in this season, we have our devotion to God, but I really feel this new urgency that is coming to the season of having our full attention on him because our devotion is part of how our heart operates, but our devotion can be easily left like led astray. We can be devoted to God and then all of a sudden our hearts can be, it's they're deceitfully wicked. They can lead us away because devotion is part of the heart space but the full attention the Lord's like where our eyes are is where our heart will be fixed so fixing our eyes on God what he's doing on things we can't see he's revealing so we can literally point our feet in that direction by keeping our eyes fixed on him because if we go by our feelings if we go by our heart by what we're seeing we are literally going to be led astray I truly believe that but the beautiful thing is 
God is making himself fully known. He's fully pursuing us. He's fully revealing himself to us because it is his heart that none would perish, but that we would live in the fullness of life here on earth as well because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he's showing us the way. He's showing us the truth so we can live in life. So that is powerful. I mean, in, in HeartStrong right now, we're studying the book of Hebrews. And there's this focus on the book of Hebrews about our tendency to drift, hmm. our tendency to drift. So that's exactly what you're talking about. We do humanly have this tendency to get distracted or for our attention to lose focus on what really matters. Again, God is over everything. He's over everything. And so when we take our eyes off of fixing it from above and put it down onto our circumstance or what's in front of us, or we get buried. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, you shared even about the difference between the men um, in the story of Gideon who had their face buried in the water, right? In their face, almost like buried in the cares of the, the day and the concerns of like, you know, what's going on in the present and can you believe in the outrage and all that rather than having, being on their knees and looking up and pulling up you know, to, mm. okay, what is ahead? What, like, I need to see over mm. what is in front of me. And I think that's where God is constantly trying to get our gaze fixed on that, as opposed to the drift that we're constantly um, tempted to fall into. So that's, yeah, love that, Rhonda. I know exactly. And we've talked about crushing snakes. And it's kind of, as you followed us in the podcast, we've talked a lot about crushing snakes. And, you know, this came from years ago when there was a vision I had that we kind of really felt we grabbed hold, you and I both grabbed hold of just what God was doing. And then various things we've kind of seen God reveal. And through the prophetic, you know, it really is part of the body of Christ and spiritual gifts, but it is not the most elevated. It's meant to encourage you. So even as you're listening today, this is meant to encourage your heart and to just edify you. And I'm just just going to step into part of what God has asked me to share today. I really believe on the heart in my heart. And it might speak directly to kind of something you're sensing too, maybe in a different way. Maybe God's showing it to you in a different way, but it might just affirm something that God is already sort of giving you a sense of, because that's also part of the prophetic. We know in part, we each get a little piece Mm -hmm. of the puzzle. And as we start to share it with one another, all of a sudden our spirit is stirred and we're like, oh my goodness, like I saw this, I saw this, I'm sensing this. And it, the puzzle starts to be formed and all the pieces start to come together. So we'd love to hear from that. I love that. So right before COVID, you know, I've had various experiences where I have seen snakes and it hasn't been a lot. It there They've been very spaced out. I mean, we recognize the feeling. We always say crushing snakes. We recognize the work of the enemy, but actually prophetic visions I've had have happened. I would say a year apart, a year and a half apart. And that doesn't happen all the time. Well, the other night I was woken out of a deep sleep once again, and it happens in the night, these, um, these snake visions. And so I woke up in the night and I literally was praying in tongues. I, I thought for sure I had woken my husband up, Jay. He said he didn't hear anything because I actually woke up speaking in tongues with my hands up and I was literally pushing back. Like literally I could feel them in the room, but it wasn't necessarily in the room. I was getting this vision over Canada and I could see this dome, this beautiful dome in the glory of God. And it was in a black and white vision and it was this dome of the glory of God. And I could see almost like beams of light and they were fully holding like securing and protecting however above there was this snake and in my dream in my room it was kind of trying to come towards me but it was like a vapor and it was in a form of a snake but it wasn't like the snake i'd seen before a fear where it was like a strong form i could literally see the form of the snake very vicious very loud 
hissing, intimidating, in your face. This was like elusive. It would come close, then disappear. And it was really like a vapor. And then behind it, I could see billions and billions of similar, smaller objects. Really, it's like it's minions. It was, it's part of its army. And it was coming in and moving out. And my hands were up and it would come close and I would literally push it back in the spirit in like speaking in tongues and it would like slither back. But it was like you couldn't get your hands on it. It was literally like, it, like one of those things like I can't really grab it. It was like air, but I could see it covering all of Canada. And as it was moving over all of Canada, all of these little vapors, these little minions were moving into many towns. And in my spirit, I knew homes and churches and places. And I knew this had to do with the church. It hadn't, I wasn't, I'm not talking about the political landscape. I'm not talking about any of those things. It really was the church, what the enemy is kind of doing with the church. And so what I felt in my spirit, I just began to pray on it. What I felt in my spirit as I was praying that this is the spirit of lethargy. And I just looked up lethargy in the in in my dictionary, the difference between apathy and lethargy. And apathy is like a non-existent emotional attachment, like a complete detachment. No, like none of that, an apathy, not even an appetite for it. Lethargy is a sleepiness. It's a real sleepiness feeling, a feeling, and it has a lot to do with like not wanting to do things, feeling like comfortable. It's like, I'm, I'm a little bit tired, sleepy, drowsiness, a dulling, that is lethargy. And I really feel in this, this is me just saying this out, but really feeling over the spirit. And this is to encourage the church. So no way, even as I'm sharing this, are, is this a way of saying in a judgmental spirit it's with a spirit of love of like this is what god is exposing because his heart is to for us to desperately come under this covering with him but with the lethargy i felt like the enemy is soothing and lulling and lullabying the church with this comfort with this sleepiness to say you know what I'll go back to church when the masks are off. I'll go back to church when I feel comfortable. This is too hard right now. Or even the cares of this world. You know, I'm busy right now. I've, you know, I've got all these things happening. And when you look at the priority of life, and I mean this sincerely, you go into Costco, it's jammed. We come into church, none of our services, well, not all of our services are packed. We would do five, six, seven services if we could. If they were coming, we would we would pack out a church as much as we could with capacities. There is this lulling like, oh, you know what? I'm going to watch online. I'm just going to stay home. I don't feel like going out. I don't feel like being with people. It's this comfort lulling. And the thing that is so scary is that I really feel this is actually a scarier place to be as a church than when it's almost like this direct hissing of a snake. When you recognize it, you see it for what it is. I'm not saying sin is less. I'm not saying, but we can be easily deceived by things that are more subtle that go with our feelings that kind of lead us astray because with this spirit of lethargy, I really felt this dulling comes familiarity, comes apathy, comes this compromise. And over time, we have wandered away from our true first love. All of a sudden, the priority of our life has been lulled away. We've just drifted, exactly like in Hebrews, drifted away by the lethargy, the sleepiness where God is awakening an army. He's opening the eyes to see. He's bringing this urgency. And to combat this, even now, it doesn't feel like the season where we're taking the hill and pushing forward. 
but I feel like that's exactly what we need to do in the spirit. The opposite spirit of being radical, of literally canceling out things that would dull us, numb us, make us feel like, hmm, as soon as we start to feel that, hmm, this is exactly what the enemy is doing. And I haven't felt the urgency like I have felt it now in this sense of like watching even in my own life things that I'm like well it's not that like I'm just gonna stay and I'm just gonna you know just it's neutral yeah the Lord it's saying not no neutral you got you've actually got to choose to be radical you've got to choose to cancel out anything that will rob your appetite you because for the fire of God and the fervency of God we've got to choose to come under that dome under the shelter of the most high and abide so the opposite spirit is abiding with god and not abiding and closing up to lethargy because that is the ploy of the enemy he is lulling and singing this lullaby over the church to make us sleepy to fall asleep to put on this blanket of just comfort and i'll wait and you know it's not quite right yet it's you know this is a time to just dial back relax it's actually the opposite it's actually the spirit of opposite unexpected ways unexpected times unexpected seasons we are in an unexpected season where god is calling the gideon army but it doesn't feel like that so because you don't feel it it's actually okay because this is part of the discipline to say i'm speaking to my spirit to say listen here spirit you are going to rise up and you are going to pursue God and you're going to open your heart and even every day say, God, fill me with the appetite of the spirit. Fill me with a desire to feed the spirit because my flesh is being lulled so easily in this season. Feed me and I right now cancel out the things that are going to draw me away, distract me because I want to be fixated and abide and I want to be filled in that place with the breath of God like the Ezekiel bones because it's a valley of dry bones. It's dust. It's like nothing. We need the breath of God, but we got to come under that abiding. And that is a choosing. That's the exchange. If we come under the abiding every day, choosing that, there will come a fresh fire. There will come a fresh fervency. There will come a fresh urgency and we're going to rise. But there is a lulling. And I, I feel like almost like the sound. I can hear that sound of the lull and it's making people doze off and it's sleepy and they're pulling up the comfort, like that comforting spirit to say oh, i'm just gonna wait and rest it's actually a deception it's a deceiving spirit so the reason why sometimes that dulling we can't put our finger on it it's because it's lethargy it's not something that we can like see so elusive it's elusive it comes in and out and it's going to come in and out in the most unexpected ways but if you actually look at your life where are you putting your priority, your time, your affection, your appetite, your priority? You'll know exactly where the lethargy, where the lethargy spirit has kind of grabbed hold in this season. So this is not to come as a word of striving, not a word of um, uh, legalism, like legalism. Like if I listen, watch even a show, I'm not talking about that. But for some of you, you might have binged for months and months on Netflix. God's going to start to go there. It could be what you're doing. You're not in community. It, God's going to go there. But you need to bring it before the Lord and say, where has that spirit grabbed hold? Because it's only by God's grace. We're blind. We're unable to see. And he's exposing, not for condemnation, but for freedom and for empowering you. So this is kind of where I want to start this podcast with today to push this forward. And we speak and we acknowledge that this spirit is happening. And we take a stand. 
we take a stand to say, no, I'm abiding and I'm coming under God and I'm allowing God to put that fresh work in me. And is it easy? No, it's a choice. So I kind of want to lay that out. What are your thoughts, Lori? I'm just going to put it out there. Oh yeah, no, that is, that is so that that's a profound, profound and really, really powerful word. And there's a couple of thoughts that come to mind, you know, even as I think about this vaporous, you know, version of a snake that you saw, like, I just wonder how many things, if we actually took stock of our life, that we are spending our time or effort or energy on vaporous things, things mm. that have no substance to mm. them whatsoever, things that will not last, that are not of the kingdom of the Lord, things that we know no will pass away how much time and energy and stress and worry and you know uh, like just yeah just literally our time talent and treasure how much are we spending on vapors literal vapors things that we cannot take in the next kingdom i also think about how um often you and i both have sensed the opposite of that word like wake up be mm. alert stand firm, hold fast. Like the opposite of that word was this warning to say, you need to have your eyes open. You need to be able to see like what is coming. Like I am moving, like the alarm is sounding. Do you hear it? And here you have the other side of this word. This is why there is literally a malaise coming over the people of God. And, you know, I think it's not just about whether people are returning to church or not. And I know that's not what you're saying at all. There is something in the spirit though. Like, are you spending time in the word of God? Are you spending time on your knees in prayer are you spending time every day to pray in the spirit and build yourself up in your most holy faith where are the disciplines like of following jesus i mean the things that we're leaning into in heartstrong like we're we're wanting to put that structure around our life to be able to develop those disciplines and lean into them even when it doesn't feel <laughs> like you know it doesn't feel satisfying or whatever we're doing it from a place of discipline but actually what's happening is there is this army that is rising up with this hunger for God's word and this hunger for truth and I'm not just saying if you're in heartstrong or not in heartstrong either that's not that's not it it's that's one way that we're developing those disciplines but Again, this is a hard issue. This is an issue of the heart between you and the Lord that you have to go before the Lord to say, have have I allowed a malaise? Have I allowed, not apathy, lethargy? Have I allowed lethargy into my life? And, you know, it's interesting because over the last couple of weeks, I, I've, I've sensed and been sort of trying to work out with the Lord this this dichotomy that I can see in the way that the enemy works, this dichotomy of how is it that the enemy can work in such subtleties? Because lethargy feels like a subtlety. It feels like it can come over us like this vapor. It can come over us without us being aware of it. And we just sort of give into it. We submit to it. We give it authority in our life because of the way it makes us feel. We feel better when we just lie down on the couch, mm. pull the blanket up, put on Netflix and totally zone out. Now, obviously that's just that's one example we can do this in a hundred different ways but it's this posture of like this is ultimate comfort this is ultimate security nobody's bothering me nobody's you know 
maybe it's just being alone in this season has brought this like sense of comfort, Mm. sense of security, because nobody is like asking anything of me. Nobody's demanding anything of me. Um, So you've got this lethargy and this uh, it's kind of come in a subtle way. While at the same time, I feel like the enemy is also showing up in ways that seem so obvious. Like, you know, often I describe when the enemy shows up in an obvious way, like he shows up like that snake shows up. Mm -hmm. And like, you can see the snakes. Mm -hmm. You can see the snake head, you know, probably like your other vision of fear. It's like, you can see it and you're like, oh, like, I don't think so. Get out of here. Like, I see what you're trying to do. It's so obvious obvious what you're trying to do i mean when you look even at the divisions that are happening like right in families right in the midst of church communities like your church one church community i'm not even talking like church to church right in the midst of your church community when you see like oh my goodness what's happening in our culture between like politics vaccine passports these arguments these things that are and people are so divided and it's like the enemy is showing up in such obvious ways and working and having his way and yet both of these things are happening simultaneously it's such a strange thing and I've just like I've had this sense in my spirit that for a lot of us in different ways we've been befriending Mm. The work of the enemy in our lives and I had this picture immediately as this word befriending came into my spirit and I thought of Eve in the garden with the serpent and I thought of how they were having a conversation and you know the way that it's even written and the conversation that they had together like it almost makes you wonder if they had somewhat of a relationship like if she was comfortable to just have a conversation with them to engage in a friendly conversation. You know, he was asking her questions, questions she knew the answer to, but he drew her in in this deceptive, friendly way that seemed good for her. And so, you know, I I just, I think there's a lot of ways that the enemy is befriending us. Mm. I think anxiety is another one. I think that the enemy's using anxiety and trying to get us to befriend it, to think that it's our friend, to think that, you know, we need it in such a scary time. Like we need it to protect us and is like, again, lulling us or drawing us in to befriend Mm. these things that actually are meant for our harm. And then I I contrast the story of even the serpent with Jesus when he went into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days. And you see, as you read that account, that Jesus literally did not entertain a conversation with the enemy. Hmm. Immediately, as soon as the enemy began to speak, and I guarantee you he began to speak in the same way that pulled Eve, drew Eve in. He spoke in the exact same way. And Jesus saw the head of the snake (laughs) rear up and said, I don't think so, and spoke the word immediately to every single one of the temptations. Now, remember what James says, temptation comes from the desires that are already within us. And Jesus became human and faced every temptation that is common to man. So he has experienced the same kind of temptation that we would have, which means that those temptations would have been things 
that he had to navigate with the father, but because he was in perfect submission to the father and he used the word, he was able to call the snake for exactly what he was, speak the word and again, combat those temptations. So as you were sharing that vision, like all of these kinds of things were coming to my mind as like, I, I just sense there's just this strange time where, and maybe for, for, some of us, maybe we're both being lulled and also recognizing some of the very aggressive ways the enemy is showing up in our lives. Maybe both are happening and we really have to be discerning about where God have I allowed this lethargy to come in? In what places in my life have I allowed the lethargy to come in? But I feel like even as you talk, Rhonda, that, you know, it is um, affirming some things that my spirit has been sensing too, just about the focus of our attention and the the season ahead that we're called to, you know, just to um, lay down some of those things that are pulling our attention where that's where the drift is going to come. It, it might not be there right now for some, for some, it may already be there. But these are the places the Lord is trying to call our attention to say, no, 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 get your eyes off those things. Get your eyes on me. Fix your attention on that which is going to take you to the next season. And so we do sense that God is doing something really, really profound and really powerful. But all of this is kind of unfolding at the same time. And it is, there's an intensity to it. There is, Lord. That is so profound. I love that connection you made with the garden and the garden, like the two gardens. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I love that. And think about even in the garden in Eden, Jesus, God walked with them in the garden. Here's the Son of God walking in the garden. Like you just think of all of those connection points. Yeah. And uh, the enemy is just ruthless. And he's out to rob, steal, and destroy. We keep talking about that. But it really is so profound when you're talking about that we have a high priest who understands, who has gone through all of these things and been tempted in every way, yet was without sin. So we can boldly come into the throne of grace to receive mercy in our time of need. What a gift that this is not what we're not able to do. We can't do it on our own, but we've been filled with the Holy Spirit. We've been filled and given access into the kingdom of God like full provision, full access. So, I mean, VIP access into the kingdom of God because of Jesus Christ. Like the gates have been open. We've talked about that. And that's a beautiful thing of hope that we are not to be afraid or discouraged. And even today is a new day. You might all of a sudden, this might be that like that alarm clock. Thank you, God. We need the alarm clock every day, every moment. I have so many alarm clocks every day. I'd be like, wow, I hear that. Okay, ding, 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 ding. Like so good. Uh, Every day we need the alarm clock. It yeah. doesn't mean like because that ha- we recognize it. The enemy is constantly luring me, lether- and that is actually an easy way that he does that with myself. Where I just numb, I get dull, or I get kind of like ah, oh, you know, I'm just gonna put a pause on that. No, it's like we need the Holy Spirit, and I experiencing that. Even this word when I experienced this vision was a repentant week for me to be like God. I see it. It's happening in my life. I see it. And I didn't even think it was. Thank you. Thank you for showing me. This is meant to be a fresh moment for us to just submit fresh and say, we need you. But I love that, that we don't cozy up. We don't befriend. What are we befriending? What are we cozying up to? What are we allowing the lethargic? And you know, when, even when I was looking at the, the definition, but it really is in, incredible because I, I feel like this is extreme fatigue. Mm. 
drowsiness, mm. prolonged sleep patterns. Mm. Wow. Is, is that not what he's trying to do? Is yeah. sleep us, snooze us? Yeah. Snooze, church, snooze. I think wow. it was you had once done a message on yeah. the snooze. Yeah. He just wants to snooze us. And be like, I'll just put that alarm off. I'll put it off till tomorrow. I'll yeah. put it off to another day. I'll put off. Yeah, we're not talking about just going to church be the only marker. But these are important markers. I, 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 I don't know many people that don't ever go to church and are not involved in community that are actually thriving. <laughs> like, honestly, unless yeah. they're totally unable to for various reasons. I'm not talking about medical or being in a remote area. I'm not talking about when you have access and you just choose. Those are markers we have to look at. Yeah. Those are markers. Absolutely. But I feel like God's like saying, listen to the alarm. Get up. Don't snooze because this is what prolong your sleep. Prolong the sleep. Wait till tomorrow. No, because the enemy is not waiting for tomorrow. No. He's doing today to wreak havoc for not just today, tomorrow and your life and your generations to come. And so we, I say, Lord, go there in my life, in my life. I repent and I renounce any lethargy in my own heart. And I take those, I take that part of those scales off. Like I don't want any part of that snake to have any stronghold in any way, any hold. And I want to move with complete abandonment and fully fixed on God. And so this is meant to encourage you today and to bring an awareness and you to go before the Lord and lay everything before him and say, God, every moment, every day, I give you permission to sound the alarm. And may I respond and that's the thing. It's about responding. We, we're blind. We don't know. But when God shows us something, that's what we're responsible for. And we've got to respond to that. That's so good. So what would be some practical ways that this would show up in our lives? Like as we're praying that prayer and as we're saying, okay, God, I'm going to bring you into, you know, every moment of our day, what would be some practical ways of where this lethargy could have slipped into our lives? And what are some of the disciplines that we need to practice, not based on what we feel, but actually we need to practice from a place of discipline, remembering that discipline, self-discipline is is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So asking the Holy Spirit to help us, but practicing and exercising the fruit of self-discipline when it comes to our faith and when it comes to walking away from lethargy, walking away from drift and being intentional about building the kingdom in our lives. What do you, what do you think, what were, what would some of the practical ways that that could look like for, for different people? And we go right back to basics, reading the word, studying the word, what's going into the eye gate. What are you absorbing? What are your appetites? So I say, studying the word, are we praying? And we're not talking about the amount of prayers. Are you praying? Are you really like heart prayers with God, allowing him to speak to you? Are you doing that? Are you watching? Like what, what is, what are you watching? What are you partaking in? Like these appetites, what are your appetites? How are you numbing? If you're really tired, like perhaps you are fatigued, what are you doing? Are you just laying on the couch and numbing? Or are you allowing yourself to be filled with worship? Are you allowing yourself to watch some teaching? Like really filling with things that, like we're saying, not vapor stuff. Like what are you doing with your time, your talent, and your treasure? Where is that? And are you in community in church? Are you in a life group? Are you, there are so many accesses now to be in community. Like if you're unable to be physically. But honestly, I also want to challenge those that are listening that perhaps you're like, I am not going to go to church till mass are taken off or it's too uncomfortable. I don't like it. I just want to bring a word of conviction to you. If you stood in front of someone from the persecuted church that have no opportunity to meet publicly 
and they looked at you and said, you get to go to church and you're like, no, I actually don't go because I don't want to wear a mask. Would that hold up when you think about, you know, not going to church? How bad it could get. How bad it could get. And honestly, how bad it could get. Yeah. Even, even for us. So are you just not choosing to go to church? These are milestones. Like, are you just choosing? Where are your priorities? We say we believe in church. We believe in community. Are you doing it? I say it. I love that Pastor Jason had talked about that. I believe in reading the Bible. Are you doing it? I believe in prayer. Are you doing it? I believe in all those things, but are we doing it? And that is the discipline. And if you feel like I'm in a place where some of this is really out of control, you, God may be calling you to a fast. And what is fasting? It is really starving the flesh and going into the spirit. And I, I do challenge and I know you challenge the staff. I wrote this in my journal before you would even challenge staff that I, September will be a staff like a, it is a, usually month. a fasting month as we begin the ministry year. But sometimes that's what it even calls like a ruthless fast. Sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's all entertainment. I've done all various things, but asking the Lord, what does that look like that I have to be ruthless with? So those are some practical things. And then talking to someone about that to be like, these are some of these areas and beginning to have these conversations with people like where can I invite more of a fervency of God? Am I just waiting for the Holy Spirit to do it? Or am I saying, like David, when he was discouraged, he say, why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Speak to your spirit and say, why are you being lazy right now? Why are you being sleepy? Wake up and I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to speak into you. How are you fanning the flames of your first love? How are you doing that? That's really, really good. Yeah, those are such good practical. And I think it is all of those things it is back to the basics of following Jesus. And those have to be our priority. But I love how you said earlier too, about taking all of our time before the Lord. And this is actually a hard, hard discipline. Because, you know, depending on so I'll get personal about how this sort of manifests in my own life, like, you know, the work that we do, um, it fills a lot of my time. And I love it. And so it's easy to fill my time with those things. And so much of what we do is very, very meaningful. But even when it comes to work, like if I am not careful to ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me do today? Or what would you have me do now? Or let's say I've worked a whole day and now I have the evening free. Lord, what would you have me do this evening? I can fill all the time with more work because it makes me feel good. It gives me a sense of accomplishment or achievement or kind of gratifies a part of my flesh, really. And I can I can mask it all under this really what seems like such a meaningful, especially because of the kind of work that we do. But Every moment has to be submitted to Christ. And sometimes I feel the Lord say, no, I I don't want you to do that right now. I don't want you to work. I want you to spend time with me. So then I'll sit and I'll just rest or wait. And I'll ask the Lord sometimes, okay, well, you know, should I read my Bible or, or maybe I'm even just really tired at the end of the day. I can't consume anymore, you know, so I want to watch Netflix. I want to just veg out a little bit and have this rest time. Well, to the discipline of asking the Lord, how can my spirit be rejuvenated? How can my physical body be rejuvenated? And not just going into the habits of numbing, the habits of it. It's it's hard. I'm going to say it like right out. It is not easy to do. The drift is a lot easier. The lethargy is a lot easier. And so it can come in in so many different ways, which is why like we don't want to say that it's 
one way only. It isn't like, oh, you who have so much free time, you're the ones that this spirit is coming, you know, against. Oh, it has nothing to do with how much free time you have or don't have. It has to do with, is your time submitted to the Lord? It has to do with, you know, are you giving God all of your time and are you listening to him and being obedient and following what he's asking you to do? Even if that is, he just wants you to sit in solitude for an hour. Or he does want you to read the word even when you're tired. Listen to it. Put it in your headphones. Go for a walk. Like there's these things that we can do even when we feel tired physically. Mm -hmm. And we do feel legitimately tired sometimes. So I'm not saying that. But I do think there is this, oh, I don't know. Again, I don't want it to come from performance or legalism or like earning something. But there is, I think, just this higher call in this season, like, of alertness mm -hmm. that we're being called to because God does want to show us things. He does want to reveal things to us. He does want to give us in part pieces that are going to help us in the next season ahead. Because I know, and I know we're not the only ones, we do sense that there is a much harder season coming ahead than has been behind us mm. in lots of ways. And I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know, but it's going to require the resolve of I have decided to follow Jesus mm. so much more than even in times past. And so again, we just urge you from the most loving place possible to heed what the Lord is leading and saying. And again, I personally find fasting to be a very powerful discipline in my life that does help to re-anchor me and refocus me back on really hearing the Lord and, and cultivating that exercise of hearing the Lord, um, starving some of the appetites for other things and really focusing on the appetites for things of the Lord and building his kingdom and really listening to him. And so I too, and, and really urged our staff and team to, to enter into a season of fasting, whatever that looks like. And if for you, you're not even sure where this lethargy has crept in, we encourage you pray about going on a fast, but be obedient to what the Lord is saying. You don't, don't do it because we're telling you do it because you feel like the Lord is leading you to do it. But fasting is a great way to unearth where this has crept in, in your life, because God does have something so incredible for you on the other side of this, as we uh, let go and stop befriending this lethargy in our life and really grab hold and stir the appetite for the things of the Lord. Mm, I love that. And so today, as we close, we just want to encourage that God is leading each of us in our own way. He knows our lives. And may you feel the grace and the love of God wrapping over you and just this desire that he wants to us to submit all areas, not because we can't have fun and joy and enjoy a leisure and a family movie and all those things. I'm not, we're not saying that, but that we walk in a posture. It's about the posture of heart that our hands are open and we realize without God, we have nothing and we can't see anything without him. And that posture of heart, may this just kind of encourage you that God is showing us things for our protection, for our health, for our healing and for our significance, because you have a significant role to play in the body of Christ. Lori and I need you. 
we need one another, you need us. And so as we each answer the call, as we each are obedient to the alarm bells in our own lives, we can truly walk in the significance that God has called us to live because he is doing something new and it's springing up in front of us. And he says, behold, behold it. And we want you to be a a part of the beholding. That's his heart that we would all partake in the inheritance. Not one of us would be left behind. And so may you feel that inclusive love of God to bring you in to this revelation so you can walk in the fullness. So follow your king. Keep your eyes on him. Don't look to the left or the right or compare yourself, but follow him. Follow his voice. Stay submitted. Stay tender. Open all things before you and be rest assured that he will lead and guide you. And hold fast to your position in Christ. He has already given you what you need. Grab hold of it. Look for that provision. Walk in it. Walk in the fullness and hold fast. Don't get discouraged. Hold fast. You're not alone. You're not alone in this. We are with you. We walk with you. And we are so excited about what God has in store for you. Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and He is always with you.